So I was just idly scrolling through the three-man list, as I have every right to do, to see who's getting close. Mm-hmm. And I come across Ahmed Best, the voice of Jar Jar Binks. Oh, yeah. So I check his IMDb to see if he's likely to become a three-man before December when we do episode three. <sighs> and I see that he was a voice actor in Kangaroo Jack 2, Good Day USA. That's great. The straight-to-DVD animated sequel to Kangaroo Jack. I see the sort of the spin-off that's mostly about Kangaroo Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. I noticed that What's His Chops and his mate are still in it because um, Best is voicing the Ant- Anthony Anderson role. Right. The Anthony Anderson mole. What about Michael Shannon, Paul? Is Michael Shannon going to be in it? Th- I didn't recognise anyone else. The only other voice actor I recognised who's playing both of a henchman couple that are in there okay. was Phil Lamar, who is Hermes in Futurama. Yes, of course. So that's the only other voice actor I recognised. I'm not going to rule out the idea... That Phil Lamar is actually just a pseudonym for Michael Shannon all these, all these years. I mean, it's been proved time and again that an animated show without Michael Shannon <laughs> is not worth the paper I wipe my ass on. <laughs> He's got to stop doing that, mate. With Michael Shannon's film contracts. No wonder he's so angry at me. Velvety toilet paper just hasn't made it out here that so far. We're using, <laughs> we're using the paper that the English sent. You know what, though? You can tell in his performance, can't you? <laughs> so in a way, he should be thanking me. In a way, we're all winners. In a way, we're all ass paper. Podcast that will worship any god you can name. Try us, Judas. Yeah, is, is he a god in <laughs> some some weird offshoots of Christianity where the Christians went to a place like way outside of Europe in the 16th century and they didn't. The guy went and he didn't really know the story. Which is like okay, uh, oh uh, Judas, he oh something to do with Jesus. Look. I'm going to write to the Holy Father, and I'm going to get back to you guys. Pretty sure it was Judas Christ. (laughs) Judas of Christ. And he was betrayed by... Abraham? Lincoln. (laughs) I'm Paul Salt. I'm regressive in some sense, I'm sure of it. (laughs) It's got to look hard enough. What's that at the end of this episode number? Oh, fuck, it's a five. Oh, that means... Back to the kitchen. I mean the past. <laughs> uh, having endured 1964's incredibly strange... Uh, we are moving out of the swinging 60s and into the fisting 50s or whatever. With 1958's The Wild Women of Wongo. But they're men. Well, that's what we came here for, wasn't it? Angor, you spoke the truth about these women of Wongo. This one's mine. He's cute. In fact, six, only six years has passed between those two films and boy how america has progressed <laughs> well what a simpler and yet more tolerant society is portrayed in the incredibly strange creatures who bad it is etc 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 who cares i don't yes this is james l Woolcott's only directing credit aside from a compilation of the best bits of laurel and hardy that he assembled 10 years later that's his passion project who's the best man for this job <laughs> i know oh he's not free so we'll go with Woolcott. <laughs> James L. Walcott. Oh no, he's dead, he's dead, he's dead. <laughs> dead, 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 He's dead. a fictional character. <laughs> he's a dream I had once. <laughs> that one's me. Uh... <laughs> These are all communists. <laughs> yeah, that's true, it was the 50s. Yeah. Actually, this was 68, so they were all hippies? 
Who were the enemies in the 60s? I mean, still commies. Yeah, still commies. <laughs> Always commies. <laughs> it's commies for a long time after that. Look, guys. Vote Tory. Anyway, the film was met with a, with a hostile critical reception, I assume. I couldn't actually find any contemporary reviews. In fact, the only professional review that Rotten Tomatoes acknowledges is James O'Ellie. Cool. I assume. James O'Ellie at Sci-Fi Movie Page. Is he Welsh? In a review that's dated Wednesday. <laughs> Every Wednesday. <laughs> the singularity of Wednesday. <laughs> God, that man's life is complex. Every Monday, Tuesday, etc., he experiences all at once. Wednesday, though, he shines. Hey, TGIF, right? Well, it's complicated. <laughs> I'm experiencing every Friday that ever happened at once. But yes, TG. You made him cry again. I hope you're happy. <laughs> um, he says, The Wild Women of Wongo is one of the most bizarre movies I've seen in a long time. And I mean that in a bad way. Anyway, Aww. back to every Wednesday I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if that was happening to you, if you experienced every day of your life all at once on each day which day do you reckon would be the best oh saturday hope hope of a new weekend yeah and none of the the sadness of a sunday yeah i feel like friday i've had it probably averages out yeah to the sort of vague disappointment that my plans haven't worked out the way i anticipated or that i didn't plan for something better saturday on the other hand it's like well it's too late now (laughs) oh well we'll we'll die (laughs) i I, I I was gonna say Friday for the like the excitement of the weekending and and all the hope that is gonna follow in the weekend, but yeah, that's every day is just living in hope with no payoff whatsoever. It's like watching Firefly. <laughs> I think Thursday is probably gonna average out to be the best. Like every Thursday, if I had all of those in one Thursday, the overall feeling I think would be one of optimism for the coming weekend, satisfaction that the week's nearly over. There was like a 10-year period where television had its best lineup on a Thursday. Mm. Like Friends was on on Thursdays, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Seinfeld. Friends was on so again. So I have all those stuffed in there. Yeah, Friends will be on again. It'll just, it'll all be, yeah, I think it'll average out pretty well for Thursday. It's not Mondays, am I right? <laughs> am I right, guys? Working, oh. guys? I work 20 hours a week. Okay. <laughs> IMDb is less discerning and lists Dave Sindelar good at name. fantasticmoviemusingsandramblings.com. Oh, that's a good name. <laughs> Yeah, a bit of a bit of a run-on sentence there. How about Sindelar on cinema? It's pretty good. Ooh, shit! You should be that. <laughs> I should become that entity. Do it with your name. Salt on screen. Salt on screen. Yeah. Well, it's not bad. Just change your name to Sindelar. Salt and popcorn. Ah, there's, there's, there's nothing. Okay, he said. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Talking birds are not funny. You'd think once would be enough, wouldn't you? You think that f- that hot take would have. Uh... <laughs> Rippled some waters there, but there's no accounting for idiots. <laughs> Look, Barry, if I have to tell you one more fucking time, <laughs> get Big Bird out of here. <laughs> the public aren't any less likely to wrestle a rubber alligator over this. I ran out of things to say. Uh, the film has 2.2 on IMDb based on barely a thousand ratings. One of them's mine. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Upvote. Loved it. SJWs. Would wrestle again. <laughs> uh, classics on call at IMDb said. I know that when I first heard the it's weird, it's weird review classics on call. Ridiculous. I know that when I first heard of the title, I couldn't rest till it was part of my library. Fortunately, a company known as Mill Creek Entertainment uh-oh, <laughs> packages various genre uh, films into collections of 50 movies on DVD. Okay. <laughs> this one is part of the sci-fi collection. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> That doesn't bode well for our Gorehouse Greats. Gorehouse Greats wasn't boding well for Gorehouse Greats, but <laughs> I will admit that it's just gone 
down a gear. I think Brain Twisters is closer to sci-fi than fucking Wild Women of Wonkers. Brain Twisters is pure sci-fi, mate. Raspberry twirl. Pure. Pure Vonnegut. <laughs> I can't believe he wrote the script. <laughs> uh, he continues, Look, if you've got about an hour to kill, there's worse things you can do than Wild Women of Wongo. And obviously, some are a lot better as well. Huh. We'll balance review. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Paul, what kind of things would be better than watching Wild Woman of Wongo? That's actually not a bad quote for me to lead into the first <laughs> question, but no, answer it, you prick. <laughs> oh, God, you know, washing your clothes on a Sunday. You tell it's an hour later than we usually st- start. Seamless to me, mate. <laughs> no three minutes you'd expect, seeing as this is the only film credit for most of the cast. Uh, it's nice to have them jamming up that list, though. You never know. One of them might come out of retirement to appear in Jack and Jill 3. You, know, you never know. There might have been somebody... His heyday was in the 40s, and in in 10 weeks' time, it will just fucking blow our minds. Because this was their only credit, they come back to life, start acting again, time travel to the 40s, and then appear in several films that we then review. (laughs) There's a lot of effort to go to to make a film shit enough for us to review. Sometimes you just gotta put F in, it doesn't matter what direction. Casablanca 2, this time Rick insists that Elsa stays. It's a real downbeat one, that. (laughs) Oh, go on then. Fuck that guy! Turns out, he did stay. Look, darling. Seems to me that the problems of two people don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world. Nevertheless, fuck that guy, stay with me. (laughs) Oh, Rick. Take me here. Take me here on the floor of Casablanca. (laughs) I've seen the movie. (laughs) Fuck me up against Casablanca, Dave. Dave! (laughs) That Street Fighter spin-off. Humphrey Bogart plays Dave. Casa del Blanca. Well, Dave... I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. All right, mate. <laughs> right, whilst we're on this classy note, let's talk about Tennessee Williams. Yes, let's. Now, there's been a lot of wild talk lately <laughs> about the involvement of America's second best playwright in the production of Wild Woman of Wongo. Been going around. Which isn't America's second best anything. Um, an IMDb trivia writer says that Williams was a friend of the director mm. and even directed some or most of the film. However unattributed, and it's disputed by Mark Gabrish Conlon at Movie Mag, who cites Michael Medved, not a name, not a, name uh, a film writer and host of The Worst of Hollywood, an 80s Channel 4 program, which I think is very much describable as pre-OGT, in a pre-OGT in society. 1983, before OGT. <laughs> if it rhymes, it's true. Michael Caine <laughs> teaches us as much. According to Medved, Williams was in fact dating a member of the University of Miami football team who were roped in to be all of the male tribes people in the film. I see. So Tennessee Williams would hang around waiting for his um, lover to get off work and was reportedly so bored by the filming of Wild Woman of Wongo that he would loudly snore, worrying the director that the snoring would be picked up on film. I see. It's fun, but again, it is not cited. And I don't know how Medved no, would know this. And I think it is worth making Tennessee Williams a one man. Just in case. <laughs> you fucking hack. Oh, Christ. Look, the most I'm happy to say about all of this is that there are rumours that Tennessee Williams was on set. I'm not even going to concede this set. He's been on a set. He's been on a set or two in his life. I can say that confidently. Okay, Paul, you big canoe. What? What's one thing... <laughs> I get it. <laughs> What's one thing about the Wild Woman of Wongo that made you want to worship the mighty dragon god? <laughs> oh... <laughs> Oh, there was a comedy. Mm. There's a comedy relief parrot, Paul. <laughs> comedy relief parrot. <laughs> 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 oh, there's a parrot. It was comedy relief. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I really thought because you sent me that message, and then he showed up, and it's like, oh, okay, they're gonna have dubbed in really awkwardly lots of um 
lines for him to say. But for the most part, the lines that they've dubbed him in saying are Mah! 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 Yeah. What? The, the, the occasional half a pound, but for, for the most for the most part, it's just <laughs> like not even like photogenic. I don't know what the audio equivalent of photogenic is, but not even like attractive bird noises, but just yeah, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, it just made it no less egregious though. <laughs> Comedy relief though, Paul. <laughs> oh. So funny. <laughs> and how did it... It was everywhere. Everywhere. Like, every location in that fucking film, the parrot was just there. <laughs> providing comedy relief. Does it inhabit a hive mind of parrots? He was in the editor's booth. <laughs> able to observe. Incidentally, this was edited in the jungle. Paul, what happens in the Wild Women of Wongo? I couldn't help but notice in the opening credit sequence, there's an underwater photographer. Ooh. Ooh, golly, this is going to be tense and sexual. <laughs> Speaking of sexy, Mother Nature comes in with a with a voiceover. <laughs> she says, I'm Mother Nature, everyone. I'm a right sort. <laughs> I'm the designer of all the things you see and all the things you are. Anyway, enough of me. Cut to this film. <laughs> we have made our mistakes. There was one about 10,000 years ago when we tried a topsy-turvy experiment with the human race. I'm Mother Nature, and one day me and Father Time were just fucking about. Yeah. And we made two tribes of fucking people. What we did, right? (laughs) (sighs) We... (laughs) Oh, God, it was legendary. It was such a good Friday night. We had the Wonganese people, Mm. the Wongo people. And what they are... Let me see if I can get this right. Beautiful women. Mm -hmm. Brutal and ugly men. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Just proper John C. Riley types. (laughs) And then... What was the other tribe? Guna. Fargo? Guna, that was it. Yeah. The Guna tribe are going to have wretchedly ugly women (laughs) and heroically attractive men. High school football stars. Uh, But it didn't work. And why not? This movie. Yeah. (laughs) It didn't work. Why? (laughs) The Wild Women of Wongo. Wait, are you talking about the movie at this stage or the the experiment? (laughs) On with the movie, says Mother Nature and then disappears from the film. Oh, well. Hey, I hope that all the dialogue in this film is going to be as easy to hear as as that (laughs) ADR monologue. I hope I'm going to be able to see what's happening in this movie. (laughs) So, yeah, we, we start with... A lone chap. Yes, and he's um oh he's got a good fifties bod, hasn't he? Again, he's Fuck um, yeah. from that time when men didn't have to have six packs, but women did. And <laughs> they didn't have to have six packs, but they were expected to have mighty boobs. He is the king of Wongo, I think. And yeah. um Well this motherfucker, he, he goes to the fucking dragon <laughs> this twat. This twat. He goes to the dragon who is queen. she? Dragon queen. The dragon queen. <laughs> I really don't want to be pedantic here, but I think she's an alligator queen. But anyway, never mind that. Look at this he-man, this brave and mighty man. See, as he stoops awkwardly to gently move aside a small rock. What a man. Oh. He, he's the brutish, ugly king of Wongo. And um, <laughs> nothing happens for the first five, ten minutes of this film. She, he goes to see the dragon queen and she shows him... I think she shows him the dragon but i can't tell because this movie is four by four pixels it has a pixel and they had to share it around <laughs> oh well and then, and then it cuts to some lovely birds on the island doesn't it mate <laughs> oh. fuck yeah oh. oh they're so lovely golly um, but you know what what at the same time get a look at these blokes as well and oh well, i can <laughs> see now that when they said brutal and ugly what they meant was chiseled buff <laughs> as fuck but occasionally they've got gray hair I might drop an article now and then. <laughs> one of them small and one of them is Stephen Merchant. <laughs> and I would. But yeah, the, the king is basically Chad from the Dairy Queen. <laughs> like, hey, can I take your order now? 
that might be Reed Re- uh, Rex Reed or whatever the fuck his name is. Yes, Reed Richards. Welsh rugby player. Or yes, <laughs> I loved him. He was great. One prefix, <laughs> sorry. In order to be confident on that last joke I made about the articles, I um, googled um, a couple of terms because the other thing they do frequently is that they don't say not, they say no. So, you know, we know here of whatever. And so I wanted to find out what not is. And I find that not is described as an adverb, which I enjoy because an adverb is describing the verb. And in this case, the description Mm. of the verb is that the verb didn't happen. It's like, Mm. how did he run? Quickly. Quickly is the adverb. How did he run? He did not run. (laughs) That is the description of his running. How did he run? (laughs) Notly. Not. (laughs) I see. You are sage and wise. (laughs) That's today's English lesson. Yeah, the, the lo- lovely women are on the island, and um, yeah. then a man very slowly approaches in a canoe, and it's an emergency. And <laughs> um, the king tells the women to get back, or something, you know, something similar. Get behind men. Know your place. And <laughs> uh, I mean, look, Paul. The men of Wongo aren't aren't too bad, except for the the small man. But <laughs> this guy, holy fuck, this guy is just like. He has woman skin. Yes, he has woman skin. He's John Wayne quite a lot in this movie. <laughs> he has some really interesting delivery, but yeah. it, like, he's approaching slowly and confidently, and the women love it. Oh, they love it. Their loins, Paul, are... Well, they're feeling pretty good right now. They're audibly throbbing. And this man, once he slowly arrives onto the island, he confronts <laughs> the ugly monsters of Wongo and, and says, <laughs> Hey, dudes, listen, the ape men are coming. <laughs> Sup, bro? <laughs> oh, Chad, hey. Nice. <laughs> hey, got ape man coming up the uh coming up the flip side. <laughs> Gotta come help us fight it, man. It's gonna be grody. <laughs> what you say? Me not understand fair skin man. Me not know the beauty man talk. <laughs> mm, this is good. And um, pretty man talk nonsense. No, seriously, bro. The ape men are coming, and they're gonna they're gonna wreak vengeance on you. <laughs> gonna do a total one eighty on you, man. What time, woman, man? Me kill man. Oh, this isn't going anywhere. Says says <laughs> says super Brad. Yeah. The guy who communicates solely through peck movement uh, decides that he's going to convince everyone to kill the um, handsome stranger. But the women get wind of this. Yes. They're like, no, not the stranger. Oh. He's so pretty. <laughs> He's shallow monsters. <laughs> He's so hot. You can't kill him. He's probably got <laughs> other qualities. Look at his balls. <laughs> For example. <laughs> they save him. Well, one of them sleeps with him. And then he just he gets away because... Well, it's the next day and they go to kill him with spears. And... Yeah. At this point, the woman says, the men are going to kill the uh, the handsome pretty boy. Oh, really? Yeah. I learned it last night. I mean, maybe you could have told us sooner than this. <laughs> like, literally, the guys with no, spears no. are heading towards him. And this is when you're going to hatch your master plan. Oh, that's what the spears are for. <laughs> it's okay, everyone. Uh. I've got a plan. What we do is... Oh, harsh! <laughs> uh, never mind. If only I wasn't so beautiful, then I might be intelligent. <laughs> Is the moral of this film, for God's sake. The, the, he gets away and he goes to see the King of Guna, Martin Sheen, yeah. in this film. Oh, yes, and we get to see these repulsive women, meaning that some of them are fat. One of them has a big nose and one of them is just quite tall. I loved her. She was outrageous. Oh, I'm really into tall people. Anyway. One of them has a university degree. Humbly <laughs> um. as fuck. One of them thinks. <laughs> One of them had an opinion once. Ugh. Point dexterous. He goes back to Gongo or whatever the fuck it is. To Gunga. Gunapool. Be respective of their, <laughs> their heritage. <laughs> he goes. They go back. He goes back to Gumba. They get told about how hot the women are, and they're like, "Whoa, wowza! Ooh. Gee whiz! Gee willikers, Mister Dad King comes over and is like, "What happened?" And he's like, "Oh, it's gnarly, man." Almost got killed by this spear, but this totally cute chick stepped in and saved my life. And he's like, you were saved by a woman? 
Yeah, bro, but still alive. That's good. Let's go eat pizza and drink <laughs> Mountain Dew. Are you okay with spicy pizza, you total wuss who cannot defend himself <laughs> against a girl? Dad! Harsh, man. Because of this and I think something else, the the men of Guna are not allowed to see a woman for an entire month. They must harden their resolve. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, that's, well, late, yeah. that's later, but that's like the next bit in their story. <laughs> Let's get Guna finished, and then we just won't come back. Meanwhile, at Wongo, the women have to take part in some weird ritual where they, they've wronged the dragon god. Look, everyone, they've wronged the dragon god. <laughs> come on. Come on, everyone. You know what's got to happen now. All the women have to leave the village, and if they die, that's the dragon god. And if they come back... <laughs> You have been forgiven. You've cheated the dragon god. (laughs) Um, Back you go. (laughs) Dad. They go over and see the dragon queen. Because, well, in letting Super Brad go, we knocked over your (laughs) stupid alligator pole. And um, it angered the parrot. I love that pole. (laughs) That was my first pole. And um, they say, there's only one way to get around this. Dance off. Yep, they have. They do an excellent tribal dance. There's a wonderful dance in there. And then they go to splash each other in a river. But oh no, an actual alligator is approaching. Ah! Definite one. One of the women is attacked by the alligator, uh, which she easily subdues at the start of the fight, but then continues to roll around with for a good <laughs> then ten. Teaches it to waltz. Look, she's dead. We can clearly go back to the uh, village. <laughs> I mean, it's been three seconds <laughs> since the last time we got an audible update from this fight. You did see her fight that alligator. <laughs> she comes out and they have a Manos-style cut scuffle. They do, and I made this note as well. Um, <laughs> they have quite the ability to fight and prolong a fight out of literally nothing. <laughs> well, yes, because the next thing that happens is they decide to go back to the Wongo, to the Mandy village. To Wonga.com. To Wonga.com. <laughs> to Woucher. And... <laughs> They find that the eight men were real. Surprise, but don't worry, it's not going to come up very often. Um, no. There's two of them. Ah! They're very <laughs> they're very easily fought off by, yeah. by eight women with spears. They have a rubbish fight until a rubber alligator floats awkwardly over, at which point they, yeah. they both die, I think. And then a real alligator chews up fake men, I think. <laughs> is that what it looks like. I'm not sure. Look, yeah. we can all agree that part of this isn't real. What does this note mean? Somebody's dead. Never mind that. <laughs> Time for another lady fight. It might have been the ape men, because at first I didn't realise they're the ape men, because they look exactly the fucking same <laughs> as as the super gods of Guna and the horrendous bag men of um, <laughs> Wongo.com. And, and it was only about 15 minutes later when somebody said, the ape men have taken the men. Oh, they were ape men, of course. <laughs> I guess in a way we are all ape men. I think at this stage there's a fight between like the main antagonist of the group. There's one chick who's just been complaining the whole time. Giving it all about this. About everything. Giving it a bit of that and a bit of this. And so it's time for the head Wonganese woman to give her a bit of this. And a bit of that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And she knocks shit out of it. Audio format. This dies down when somebody says the line, Auntie deserves to die, but she is right. <laughs> That's uh, quite a dichotomy there. At this stage, they go back to the village and find all the men have gone. Hmm. And they're like, oh no, where should we go? Well, how about the only other place that exists? <laughs> Good. <laughs> You'll be king one day. <laughs> They go to Guna and they mm. and they find the the poor Guna men who've been sent to the forest to bathe in hot springs. Uh, <laughs> to frolic, to, they like frolicking too. Not allowed so much to, in common. To frolic, yeah. The men, yeah, the, the men are just splashing each other's manly pecs with <laughs> with glistening water. Lovely. They're not allowed to speak to women. They're not allowed to not grab each other's butts after a sweaty game <laughs> of, of sports. But then the women just kidnap them and haul their fucking <laughs> sorry asses out of the water. Yeah. And then say we're going to marry you all now. And the men are like, no, we want to we want to marry the ugly ones that we don't like. <laughs> thanks to mother nature 
and um, you go, well, have you noticed how beautiful I am? And they go, well, that's a good point. Let's all go to the Dragon Queen. She yeah. will she will figure this out. Come on. And she says, come on, Chad, you're destined to marry to marry Bungo, the homely <laughs> woman from your tribe. And then Bungalow. And then Drogoth comes out from Wongo and goes, no, but sh- Dungo is my wife now. <laughs> Bungalow's mine. And then she goes, well, it's settled. Dumpo and Bungo, you can marry each other. And then Brad and <laughs> Never Stacey. mind what I just said. This solution's better. <laughs> it's the will of the people. I mean, Dragon God, whatever. And then it's all round, rounded up nicely, <laughs> except for the it's final shot. It's all winks and smiles. Yeah, which where they go from man to man. And they, like it's the end of a sitcom, starring <laughs> As Brad if their Jesusman. names were coming up. <laughs> they each turn to camera and do not a wink. <laughs> they do not a wink. They don't know how. Their faces just kind of, they stroke out. There's variations. Go, a wink? Some of them manage a wink. Hit the showers. You've done good. <laughs> they all wink. It's it's hilarious and weird. And then uh, they even let one of the women of Wongo wink. And that's oh, that's great. nice. Equality for all. And, uh... Equality for all, but seriously, don't date outside of your attractive quartant for the good of the race. For the love of God. <laughs> don't make me sick. Don't the dilute end. the gene pool. The end. So, <laughs> yeah. That was quite dull. <laughs> yeah. It was dull and uh, not anywhere near a so bad it's good movie. No. I think is, is the <laughs> There were like a couple of moments that were, like that we'll touch upon when we quick fire that were good. Oh, yeah. But otherwise, yeah, it's it's really quite boring. Terrible direction, flat performances, and it just ended up being quite a soporific, having quite a soporific effect on me. So, uh, soporific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> soporific. You frosties. They're sopterific. <laughs> Billy, oh. you've got a new football kit game. You better have your frosties. Thanks, Mum. Down I go. Oh. New Kellogg's frosties. <laughs> Stop to rip it. <laughs> it just put me into a state of sleep watching for most of it because it really, it really was dull. Some some silly moments, yeah. but none none of it quite came together to be hilariously ridiculous until that final sequence. Yeah, the wild women of Wongo now in Sonambula vision. It wasn't even wasn't even regressive enough to be interesting. No, I was hoping for like, oh look, it's an African. <laughs> and they're like yeah. waving sticks around but it was yeah, just ex- exactly. awkward was... white people in tiger skins and bikinis yeah. in obviously California <laughs> I mean I guess I-, I read you know oh it has stereotypical attitude towards islanders but like what islanders exactly? Which islanders? Maine? I was expecting blacking up or something but nothing. I mean the voice is very much the tribal voice of you know me bring fire yeah. which is probably a parody of some pretty inappropriate things yeah. If you trace it back, but it just felt lazy more than anything else, like ill-considered. Yeah. It's definitely an exploitation film. The title tells you Wild Women yeah. of Wongo, because in the narrative of the film, the Wongo, Wongo women weren't meant to be wild. They're just women, but it's wild to us from the perspective of normal society. So the idea is, come and see native woman, yeah. you know, running around, doing things for themselves. Ugh, oh God, crazy. imagine. But they're all just really eloquent. Wrestling alligators. Having cat fights. The men of Wongo were the dumbest butts, but the the women were all pretty intelligent and just n- completely normal. And um, so, well, <laughs> so don't worry. Perhaps the god is more particular than you think. Yes, I'm sure he's particular. You have awaited the god twice, and he has not come to seek you any more than a man ever has. Be still, Auntie. You deserve what Mona says. So far as just he's pretty. Let's save his life. You know, I don't want to be total misanthrope, but. That's fairly accurate. <laughs> a lot of the time. How so? 
people judging people completely completely on looks and favoring mm-hmm. people by attractiveness. I guess attractive people gain more favor from people. Yeah, just naturally. It's unfortunate. I mean, it does have a fairly sinister message though at the heart of it. This idea of just <laughs> uh, of the two tribes sort of squaring themselves off like this and just being sort of <laughs> yeah. you know stay within your realm. Yeah. It'd be nice if there was like one couple where they did love each other genuinely and not just yeah. because it was all they had. You know, or just I was just thinking that. Just yeah. thinking like that. mix. Just... The moral should be our tribes should mix freely. Yeah. Amongst yeah. each other. Yeah, but the message of, oh, it all worked out well in the end. The egos <laughs> got the egos. <laughs> and the egos got the egos. Yeah. All worked out. <laughs> you're, now, you're now egos. <laughs> That's fine. I don't care. I'm hot as shit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Me and my ridiculously tall wife. Love it. It's just dumb. It was dumb and lazy and not even... <laughs> Not even sharp enough to yeah. to be that inappropriate. The sexual politics was mostly tongue-in-cheek, except for the fact that it was, it was pretty voyeuristic. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was definitely a case of, oh, come watch these women wrestle in mud. You know, come see this lady in a skimpy outfit wrestle a rubber alligator. Yeah. There was definitely that aspect to it. It's just It just feels like a movie that was made in a desperate att- uh, plea to grab attention, but with very little effort actually put into it. We've got Rex What's-His-Face from the rugby's. <laughs> what do we do with him? Yay! <laughs> and the Miami fucking football team, which explains why even the ugly guys were fucking stacked. Yeah, <laughs> they were the Denver Broncos. I like the idea that the fucking Miami football team showed up. Yeah. And the director was like, okay, Wongo, Wongo. <laughs> just... <laughs> Oh. You're going to the ugly village. <laughs> no pay for you, Uggos. <laughs> You'll work for bread. <laughs> this is a terrible reality show. You work for bread. Tennessee Williams showed up. I've got to have a bit of this. Tennessee Williams presents. You'll work for bread. <laughs> Ultimate survivor. Women of Wongo. I've got plenty of good things. You know, it's just they're, they're tiny little bits, but none of them yeah. ever really elevated the film to being something that I enjoyed, no. except for the end when I was in hysterics and almost <laughs> crying with laughter. People at home, devoted listeners at home, just just check out the last minute of the film <laughs> with, the, with the winking. Because yeah. it's just such a wonderful, awful juxtaposition of, of things yeah. going on in that scene. If I'd have had that spread over the course of the 72-minute film, and I've got to say it really felt longer than 72 Fuck me, minutes. It did, yeah. Barely feature length, and yet... <laughs> and what's more, it's just... A lot of footage of people just wandering around or tussling, Manos style. It's just a lot of very drawn out scenes. Ten lines of dialogue in the, the whole fucking film. Nothing happening but tremendous amounts of discussion yeah. going on about these things. It's just, I think we should go back to the village. I don't. You bitch. And then just wrestling. Didn't have all the parts, did it? I mean, not least because the visual quality is so bad. And it feels like a bad, uh, yeah. bad thing to insult the film for because it can't help it. But mm. there's just no decent transfer of this left. And as a result, this isn't like a fucking lost Murnau that must be enjoyed regardless of what quality we have. It's yeah. a piece of garbage that doesn't even look nice anymore. So apparently it did once look good. I think one of the critics once responded that the Californian Hills did look quite attractive in the way it was filmed. But... Mm. Anymore. It's grey and grainy. Let's quick fire. Quick fire. The opening of the movie had these parrots like rolling about. I've seen parrots roll around before. My first good thing was uh, the line of Mother Nature where she goes, We've made our mistakes, and it cuts to those parrots rolling around. <laughs> Look at them. <laughs> yes, twats. We've made our mistakes. Like these fucking idiots. Ooh. The shot at the start when it keeps going. Back and forth between the the lovely wow women of Wongo and the <laughs> king the king of Wongo Chad from the Dairy Queen. <laughs> he's sleeping in his hut when they're all working, and it yeah. keeps cutting back to his feet as he's snoring oh, yeah. and then going <laughs> waking up and <laughs> yum, 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 falling back asleep. <laughs> and it feels like the spark of a style, the spark of some <laughs> sort of directing style that 
he like forgot to kindle for the rest of the film. Mm. That could have been an interesting bit of visual storytelling. Yeah. Just wasn't quite, was it? <laughs> Just only portray the King of Wongo for his feet. That's what they should have done. Like Tom and Jerry. Um, the opening music was very Kurosawa. I enjoyed that. A lot of this was stock music that was oh, also yeah. used oh. in Plan 9 from Outer Space, wasn't it? Yes, it was. So I wonder if maybe they lifted it from a uh, Japanese film. It could well have done. It's all in public public domain Japan, isn't it? <laughs> the whole thing. You can use anything. We all own Japan. That live-action Akira, nothing to do with anyone. I think the king's daughter, she threatened becoming a strong character. Yeah. She, she was pretty independent and was strong. Was that the redhead? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I actually like that there's three main Wongo women who kind of had their own will. You've got the redhead, yeah. you've got the brunette. Yeah, and blonde. And then you've got the blonde. Oh my god, I didn't realise it broke down like that. But yes, they... um Inclusive. Handily colour-coded for you. They were quite good. They had a dynamic. It wasn't... I mean, it mainly just revolved around rolling about the yeah. place. Literally revolving around the place, but... Yeah, I think the blonde one was, was the right. daughter. Was she the like yeah the one who's always critical? Yeah, because I because I the thought oh, she looks like Christina Crawford from Mommy Dearest. Um, but <laughs> same wig. Yeah. <laughs> what versatility? <laughs> Wigs are two men. <laughs> Onto you, wig. <laughs> I actually like the King of Wongo, Chad from the Dairy Queen. Yeah. <laughs> His name's Rex Richards. He's a fucking Mister Fantastic. Yeah. He's dynamic. He has some line when he's in. I, I like his discussion with the beautiful man who's visiting. No men live in the sea. We have seen no eight men. We have heard of no ape men. We do not fear. Like, I don't know, I just enjoyed... You know, he's clear, he looks like he's from fucking New Jersey. Yeah. But in spite of that, I liked him. He was a good presence. I think he's got noticeably a rugby player's bod as opposed to the rest who had yeah. football player bods. <laughs> and not like the one fat man that you have previously identified <laughs> as being on every rugby team. He's the... He's, what do you, I don't know any of the positions. He's the knight. Yeah, he's... <laughs> <laughs> that explains knight to bishop. I get it now. <laughs> There, and there's, there are some good lines um, from some of them. The son of the Guna King, whatever his name is, yeah. Bumbo. He says, if yeah. a young man feels he can puncture my skin, he may try. Which is a very good, I will fuck you up <laughs> response. Um, one of the other men had something like... Um, I saw such a man as that once in my youth, in the forest. I killed him. Good, mm, good yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, support that. Yeah, I'd have done the same, mate. Yeah. Oh, no. I don't... Don't ask me, you know, if I had been there. <laughs> Speary Bumbo over it. <laughs> and it totally, totally. <laughs> there, there is another great line when they're discussing, um, like, their, their women have all been, have all gone missing. They don't know they've gone to Guna. So they suggest going yeah. to Guna to get help from the men, I think. And yeah. um, the fucking, I think it's the guy, the right-hand man to the king. He goes, we will not be welcome in Guna. I threw a spear at Ingar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those. Oh, fucking, that's why. Those guys are like the fucking guys out of King of the Hill or something, like Dale Boonhauer. Yeah. They're just guys <laughs> sitting around in their fucking tribal thing with their tins. <laughs> and one of them at some point says something like, um, We do not have women's faces, and I would not want one. We are men, and if we went to Guna, we should find our women running after men like him. As for me, I had rather fight ape men. As for me, I'd rather fight ape men. That's polite discourse. <laughs> In a way, who are the real Savage Tribes people here? <laughs> it's not the awful men of Wongo. <laughs> it was the fucking director and Tennessee Williams. <laughs> the discussion that begins with, the women have shamed us in front of this man with a woman's skin. Yeah. It then goes on to this discussion about men, ape men, and whether there are ape men or not ape men. <laughs> and the number of times I say men and ape men in this one <laughs> sentence is fantastic. 
It's delicious. I was, at the very least at this stage, somewhat intrigued in the premise. Would you trust these other men, this tribe Mm. that you've been at war at, that there is a greater foe? From our perspective as the audience, we've not seen anything to believe that this other tribe might be trustworthy. Mm. We haven't seen the ape men. What are you going to do? Yeah. I really liked it. I was interested. What are they going to do? But then the ape men just weren't a thing. Yeah, there's two of them. I saw two of them a couple of weeks ago and I extrapolated, to be honest. I thought maybe they'd be like 100,000 ape men, give or yeah. take. And that's how Game of Thrones is going to end. <laughs> you really know not- nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> and it just ends with every character in Game of Thrones winking at the camera one by one. <laughs> the what? When the daughter asks the king to be married to the newcomer. Could you not arrange to give me to the stranger? What? Um, there's another bit where the king is being asked a favour, and he replies, I grant it, without knowing what it is. Yep. (laughs) This is not going to be a long and prosperous society, is it? (laughs) What is it? But yes. (laughs) Cuts to his fist in his mouth. (laughs) Lodged down his throat. (laughs) I forgive you! What's the benefit of this? (laughs) I have another request, my king. I don't know what it is, but yes. I want to do that again. (laughs) Okay! (laughs) Brad Superman. And the daughter of the king of Wongo, they're kissing and they suddenly lower to the floor. And I just thought, I I really enjoy how that is a visual euphemism for fucking. (laughs) And uh, that was just established at some point that when two people kiss and they lower to the ground in the center of the screen, that means they're going to fuck. And it doesn't mean that they're sinking into the sand or or dying dramatically. You don't need to see his butt like come back into the middle of the screen and then down again, then up again, then down again, then up and in. (laughs) (laughs) As the old through the leg shot is employed for the next 20 minutes of the film. Just bobbing at the bottom of the screen. <laughs> I threw a spear at Ingots. All right, mate, just change your position, all right? Um, tell you what, that underwater photography didn't disappoint. Oh, yeah? I liked it. It was actually the most I could see of anything ever in the whole fucking film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearer through a lens of water. <laughs> really smoothed out those two pixels they had. I really liked the tall chick. When there's a shot where a really tiny bloke comes around the corner and there's a tall lady there and the little bloke's like, you got any more where you come from or back home? And she kind of giggles. I like her. Yeah. <laughs> she seems sweet. Yeah. She seemed not repulsive or whatever the fuck. The... In any, yeah, in any way. <laughs> not like the rest of them who were repulsive. Oh, God. Come on now. <laughs> Hashtag not my Torgo. What is it? <laughs> That'll do. Whatever. It's all the same. It really did it like a real alligator. They got a real alligator and just threw a prosthetic man. <laughs> and going on oh, and chew yeah. that up jaws moving and it was just crushing this thing in its mouth and it's pretty disgusting it was that kind of yeah. oh i'm a i'm a vulnerable human being and i could just die at any moment thanks to nature <laughs> Got that good. cool points for disgusting there's a shot where all the women sort of emerge from behind a tree they were somehow hiding behind <laughs> that was quite fun that like, they all lean it's a really thin tree and yet like five of them lean from either side of it <laughs> there's a good in-camera shot like you couldn't see any part of them before they lent mm. That's good. Oh. It's tricksy. The dance scene mm. where the dragon queen or alligator queen dons this fucking dancing hat, which is just the top <laughs> half of, a, yeah. of an alligator's head. <laughs> and she, she starts dancing and the look on her face is amazing. Yeah. Eh? See this? Ever seen someone do one of these? <laughs> Ugh, still got it. I've still got it. And that uh, that is wonderful because she has such a confident, yeah. happy-go-lucky showman face yeah. on her. And then with proper direction, that dance could have actually been dramatic. There, there are occasional shots there where it panned from close-up, like close-ups of the women's faces, yeah. and it was filmed from above, so it kind of looked like supplicating. 
and offering themselves to some sort of god to some sort of higher power mm. and it just kept going from the face to face of these women but then it would cut back to them doing this really stupid dancing where they were just wearing whatever expression they wanted yeah but then every time it cut back to these close-ups of the faces panicked i genuinely think the director said okay this is the face you want to be wearing for this scene because <laughs> you know we're trying to communicate something visually yeah man it could have been good <laughs> okay so the last thing is there's a fight between some of the two of the female characters. During this fight, we cut to the various women, one of whom is just jumping up and down with her fists. I'm actually watching the scene right now so I can relay it. Another one tight close-up of her bald hands shaking them around. Just yay! (laughs) And just yelling random things of encouragement. It's really fucking it's funny. It's so good. It's so good, Paul. A crowd of women, but it cuts to them individually. Yeah. Just obvious pickups. Yeah. Just, you know, come on, come on. <laughs> Grabbing her hair. Not necessarily hearing the dialogue that those particular characters are saying. <laughs> just getting someone else from another <laughs> shot. There's also occasionally incredibly lackadaisical kill her kill her <laughs> there's, there's mutter over the top of it do it go for your life kill her eh. go on it's great yeah it's so funny that was Wild Woman and Wongo did we get... <laughs> I don't think we reached out to the OG team did we I reached out to okay to OG team how did they do us e-bag wow. OG team <laughs> um no one's seen it we clearly are not uh, getting any of that uh, mystery science theater crew yeah demographic we need to reach out the OGT. Yeah. we need to reach out we need to start poaching i mean i, I don't literally think, kidnapping i don't think the solution is covering more popular films i really think we should stick to the wild women of wongo era but we've got to find that niche we've got to get our fingers in it find find a niche that hasn't yet been fingered and jam both of our thumbs in it uh, unfortunately i think crap movies of the 1950s has been well and truly fingered uh we should stick to the yeah. fucking mill hill mill hill creek mill hill east creek um <laughs> avenue of stuff here because they're they're looking out for us never mind ogt we'll see you soon all right let's talk about the one better thing the one better thing um apocalypso okay fuck it (laughs) it's a ridiculously violent film about tribes and it's even funnier than the wild women of wongo they're not that alike but (laughs) your time is much better spent watching apocalypto by mel gibson if you haven't seen it yet it is actually a really excellent yeah. film it's very well shot and it's um, yeah. really well made very cinematic it's very good watch it yeah I mean as frustrating as the man himself is he can tell a story really well so mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever made a film that is unwatchable except in maybe the sense of you're gonna have an anxiety attack and destroy your consciousness whilst watching <laughs> one in particular but um almost all of his films have that sort of drive through of actually being quite well made i'm gonna recommend everything that i kind of feared slash hoped that the wild women of wongo would be okay it's 1980 italian cannibal horror film cannibal holocaust Good. The one that really popularized the genre, directed by Ruggiero Diodato. 
It's a film about a film crew who have disappeared in the Amazon rainforest, in a particular yeah. part where there are known cannibals operating. A crew go out in order to try and find out what happened to them, and they find all of their cameras and such, and they then develop the film. And so this becomes like the, one of the first found footage films, because a lot of it is the footage mm. that they find. Even before Paranormal Activity? <laughs> just. What? Only just. Just a, 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 a slim 40-year lead past is amazing 30 year fuck the film is controversial rightly so (laughs) but it's a lot more intelligent than you may expect there's stuff in there about the ethics of journalism of the west's habit of exploiting developing countries and unknown tribes um and it has this sort of commentary as to you know who are the real savages here hmm Mm. It's all quite condescending, of course. <laughs> it has one right, rightfully controversial aspect of the film is the animal cruelty on show. Ah, okay. Uh, the filmmakers in real life kill a goatee, which is like a little mammal thing, mm. a large turtle, mm-hmm. a tarantula, a boa constrictor, a squirrel monkey, and a pig. I see. Largely with machetes. I was going to say, the pig was for the uh, the catering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they did him right in. And they decided to film it. Greenpeace hated that. But the BBFC made an interesting decision because they've recently legalised it. This film is still banned in a whole bunch of places, including, I think, Australia. (gasps) I know! You won't be able to watch this one get better thing. Legally. But the BBFC, they decided the deaths portrayed are somewhat quick and painless. Mm. And removing these sequences would not be consistent with the decision to keep similar deaths in classic movies like rules of the game and apocalypse now you know like a cow gets killed and um so those deaths are quick Mm. and painless so we've decided that if you show the death of an animal on screen and it's quick and it's painless then it's okay and we can't make a ruling on this film just because it's not as good as those other ones (laughs) we have to be consistent with the rule that's interesting it's very brave yeah i guess so so it is legal here now it's a very provocative and interesting film and that's something that wild women of wongo is not is it progressive is it insightful is it trash you can watch it and decide for yourself, and mm-hmm. yeah, your opinion is going to be a lot more interesting than anything that happens to you during yeah. during this film. Focus your gaze <laughs> somewhere between the knee jerking and uh, <laughs> decide for yourself. Also, it has that wonderful piece of music that I sampled in our soundtrack episode by Ritz Ortolani. <laughs> ah, let's do it again. great <laughs> one of the comments you promised <laughs> one of the comments on youtube is just does this piece of music have a name because i really don't want to call it the cannibal holocaust theme at my wedding <laughs> <laughs> he's the happiest man <laughs> it's a good wedding track one interesting buffet you've laid out and that was the one better thing the one better thing all right, Paul, how can people find out all about the one good thing? You can do so on Facebook, Twitter, OGTPod, Gmail. Send us an email at OGTPod at gmail.com. And I have, against um, all better advice, begun an Instagram account to see if I can get on the hot, hot gravy train. The nice. hot steaming ladles of gravy train. That, if you want to um, see the pictures of Paul's gravy, you head on to Instagram. I did uh, supply the fans with a sneak peek behind the scenes look at my viewing process. How I view <laughs> the world we move one go yesterday morning. I think you'll be pleasantly corroborated. <laughs> it's literally the male gaze. Yeah. <laughs> it's me staring at my own butt in the mirror. <laughs> Objectifying yourself. It's called it's called post chauvinism. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way forward, everyone. Fukawa approves. Google yourself. Give yourself esteem. <laughs> Google? Well Jeremy Corbyn's coming around later today actually to endorse it, so <laughs>
But not if Peter Mandelson's there. Not Peter Mandelson. <laughs> Who was the guy? Go- oh, fuck it. It's not worth it. One one of the Peters. <laughs> Peter Mandelson. Fuck it. Yeah, so, th- so there's that. You can Let do- me consult the chart. We'll do that. But in the meantime, everybody, please check out all of those things. <laughs> OGT Pod. Thanks. Uh, we are proud members of the A Lot of Green Network. You can go on lotofgreen.com.au or ow. Ow. Dot com dot ow. Uh, to find us and plenty of other really, really great Australian podcasts. We are available on iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, Stitcher, Milkman, Postman, Baker, The Witcher. <laughs> and um, <laughs> the... What the fuck was that? Uh, it just f- felt right, you know? <laughs> Sometimes yeah. you set up something with a nice meter and you think, oh, I've got to match that now. Otherwise, you know, it's unresolved. <laughs> I guess it's not very Wes, uh, yes and to say, what the fuck was that? <laughs> you idiot. What's wrong with you? So yeah, thanks. Thanks very much. And uh, see you next week for a special 2018 related episode. Fuck yeah. Check it out in a week. I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. Remember, the one good thing about the Wild Woman of Wonka is it's not quite as easy as you might think to spot the rubber alligator.